The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Travel on The Pat Kenny Show. Thanks to Ryanair. Flying you to over 200 destinations is our business. What you do there is yours. Well, I'm joined by Polo Canila, Irish Independent Travel Editor. Paul, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm very well after the halls. Um, a, a new PayPal survey is very interesting. It is interesting and it confirms what I'm dealing with day to day is that on the one hand, we're all talking about our holidays and on the other hand, we're all talking about how much they're costing. They're, they've gone up, they, they? are going up. There's no doubt about that. So the PayPal survey uh, was of a sample of about a thousand adults in Ireland. 79% of us are cutting back on day-to-day spending to prioritise travel on holidays. I'd be interested to see whether this Mm. surprises you, but the kind of savings they're talking about are cooking at home instead of getting takeaways or eating out. So uh, 58% of us said we've done that. Staying in instead of going out uh, to shows or to, to the pub or whatever, and then making coffee at home instead of going to cafes and splashing yeah, out 370 got, it, for your flat white, it, as it, I just did. But if you've got at the end of that rainbow, you've got the, the pot of gold of the holiday, as it were. Yes. You know, it's a good motivation. Oh, I think so. I think that's what's going on. And if you obviously zoom out and look at what, what we've been through over the last three years and the fact that we haven't been able to get mm. away. And this this is an Irish specific survey, but I've been reading over the last few months similar surveys from the States, from, from the UK, throughout Europe, saying that people, they seem psychologically to want to ring fence that, that holiday. Uh, and for whatever reason, whether it's because we couldn't have it, whether it's because it's a rainbow at the end of, you know, the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, whatever you want to call it. So there you go. That's happening. And it, you mentioned earlier is travel's price rising. Yeah. Two bits of info for you. TUI said just before the summer on one of its last reports that its package holidays are up 26% on 2019. So if you're taking a week away this summer, that's how much more it'll cost you than if yeah. you did it and, and the problem from an airline point of view, you know, they try to hedge their fuel costs. Yeah. Uh, and even though fuel prices have come down uh, on the global market, it doesn't mean they haven't hedged at a higher price. Yeah, so. that's that's a factor. And also the capacity is slightly slower to return than the, mm. the, the demand. And I think there's a little touch of, of airlines saying we don't have to rush to, to flood the, the, the place with yeah. new routes. Also you know, the they are full books. planes and they're making yeah. hay at the moment. But Airbus well. and Boeing are, have full order books and yeah. they're, they're delivering planes as quickly as they can, but they can't keep up with the the, yeah. the orders. Um, how much are people spending on a holiday? So um, I've heard different figures from this in different reports, but let's take the PayPal one that, that we were discussing. We will spend an average of around €2,320 on holidays this year. So that's an average. Some will spend more, some will spend less. And uh, I don't think the destinations will be a surprise to you. Spain are most popular at 30%. Uh, Italy, or sorry, the UK after that. But a lot of the U- trips we do to the UK are short and to see yeah. family and do business and all that. And then Italy and France. But I'm sure we'd throw Portugal in there as well. Yeah. Now, um, there is a, maybe a caricature of particular <laughs> county. Um, people from Leitrim, tell me. I like that they put this question in. Who, who are the most organised when it comes to book their holidays? People from Leitrim uh, booking nine months ahead. And I have to say, that is smart booking behaviour. Every travel agent and, and person like me will tell you that booking ahead, you get the first pick of the deals, first pick of the rooms facing the sea. You get time to spread out your payments and all that kind of stuff. Now, I mean, the, the cynics might say, we just can't wait to get out of Leitrim. <laughs> and yet Leitrim, I couldn't possibly agree no, with no, that. No, but you couldn't because Leitrim is a wonderful county. It's a beautiful county. And most 
probably underrepresented in yeah. reporting of, of holiday destinations. I would agree. And I think it's one of our most off-radar, um, uh, beautiful slow tourism destinations. I wrote about it a year ago and I did a calculation on its population. I can't remember the exact number, but I figured out that you could fit it all into one of the big stands at Crow Park. Yeah. It's that sparsely <laughs> populated. Anyway, Leitrim will come back to beautiful county, but the, the, the stragglers, the people who are booking latest, three months ahead on average, are from Clare. Okay. And uh, what, what about the people about who have yet to book a holiday? How many people are going to go on holiday in 2023 but haven't got round to booking yeah, it Yeah, so I got another survey into my inbox from Click and Go, the holiday, the tour operator, and it says 66% of us have not booked a 2023 holiday. I was really surprised by that. It says, um, I suppose if you look at it, that we're halfway through the year, so and your holiday could be in autumn or it could be later in the year. And obviously not everybody will get to go on a holiday. But I'm surprised that if that suggests that lots of people are leaving it late, that's surprising to me because although there is some late avail- availability left, you will rarely get what you want. Yeah. You really need to be able to go at the drop of a hat and to a flexible destination, like someone might say to you, there's good cheap flights to Prague this week. You can't say I want that room in the Algarve and expect it to be cheap. What about a cheap flight to China? <laughs> Whether they're cheap or not, they're back. And this That's I, good news. I, I, it is. Well, I sp- it's good news for connectivity, for the return yeah. of travel, all that kind of stuff. Um, Hainan Airlines is back flying direct from Dublin to Beijing. And I suppose the fact that this kind of went under the radar just shows how, how big this bounce and this rebound in mm. travel we're dealing with is. There are new routes being announced um, at, Pretty much weekly at this stage from Shannon, Cork, Dublin and from Knock. Um, Aer Lingus also, I was looking just a few new routes that I could share with you. They've got a new flight from Cork to Paris. Uh, half an eye on the Rugby World Cup coming up in autumn and also Cork to Lyon for the ski season. So it's saying it's got 20% more flights to France over the winter. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll stay with France before we talk ferries. Um, the French want to try and organise their tourism a They bit. do. This is the I suppose this is the big question hanging over the way we're returning to tourism. And I know you've spoken about over tourism before. France is the most visited country in the world. There are are literally, you are talking about numbers between 80 and 100 million visitors every year go there. Um, And they are 20, sorry, 80% of all the visitors go to just 20% of the country. So you can probably think of the places, think of the the images you see of the Mona Lisa. And the Eiffel Tower and Mont Saint-Michel. And you might have watched the Netflix uh, show Emily in Paris. Yeah. And there are a couple of All destinations. Those locations. Yeah. yeah. And there, it, and this is, it's, there was a term for it earlier in the year called set jetting. People travelling to places that they see in their favourite TV shows. There's a little square in Paris called Pla, Plasta, if I'm pronouncing it right, Estrapade. And there's another beach on the north coast. And they've gotten an influx of tourists mm. that they're not prepared for. So France has come out trying to get ahead of this saying dream big, live slow, go to other places, have a summer yeah. off the beaten track. And yeah. But I mean, Paris, just to go to Paris, and I, I've been there multiple times yeah. when my daughter was living there, for example, but just to sit on a sidewalk cafe in Paris, <laughs> I don't care. It doesn't have to be on the Champs-Élysées. Yeah. Just anywhere in Paris and it gives me a buzz. It does, it does. Uh, there's one of those places where you just, uh, it's 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 an electric charge you get with the, 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 the language spoken around you and the attitude of the people and the, the streets and it's and also the, rudeness, the most... The rudeness the is most, fabulous. I was going to get onto this. The most expensive coffee I've ever had was on the Champs-Élysées. I think I paid eight euro for it. Although that's probably price has gone up by now. It wants you to go to places like Lille, in the in the foodie region of Haute de France, go mountain bathing in the Alps. That's basically, I suppose, goes back to the, the, the 
um, climate change and they're trying to encourage people to spend more summers in the Alps as opposed to winters or it's natural parks. But there's no, yeah. there's like, it's a big country. There's no shortage of off radar yeah. spots. But that's where it wants us to go. But also there are other uh, countries, other cities that want to control the number of uh, tourists. Venice, I mean, it's a place that you really have to see once in your life. I agree. It's a fantastic spectacle. Just how did they do it? How did they build it? How does it work? And and again, one of those you are there moments when you're standing in the middle of it. Go in the shoulder season or the off season though because you, if you've ever been to Venice in the, su- in the summer you'll understand why they're looking yeah. to put a day tripping charge of three to ten euro to visit yeah. it. And it's, it's like a maze trying to yeah. get around the streets and canals of Venice and be warned um, the streets are so narrow that your sat-nav won't, <laughs> won't be able to get you from A to B it's as true. easily as you think. It's true. And you're going to spend, uh, if you want your coffee on St. Mark's Square, yeah. I, be I, prepared. You're going I, way I into it. double digits. I, I did it. And, you know, I was prepared because we're going to, uh, the four of us were there and we were going <laughs> to have coffee and an ice cream, whatever. And we did it because we yeah. said we would do it. And I had calculated that the price was going to be over 100 euro for whatever For the coffees having. and the ice cream. And then I got a bill for 136 euro. Yeah. Did um, you feel the atmosphere and the occasion know, just, and the togetherness laughed. was worth it? Do you know what the extra money was for? Listening to the music. <laughs> Eight euros each. I do you'd want like you'd want I don't know Andrea Bocelli in person for that kind of rate. But as I say, you do it at least once in your life, and it's, it's yeah, well worth yeah. Doing. That's a big part of travel. Just that sense of we're here and and those big images we see on on telly mm. and on the internet coming to life. But look, the, the France and Venice are not alone. Um, Amsterdam is no longer advertised by by the Dutch tourist board because they get so many visitors. They're looking to move their red light district entirely out of the city. And Dubrovnik has a campaign called Respect the City where it's, it's no, it's not issuing fines or anything like that, but it's saying gently stuff like, please do not mm. climb the medieval walls. Like, that can be dangerous and, yeah. you know, be... Uh, um, I mentioned ferries yeah. and uh, there are some welcome arrivals. There are. We, we talk a lot about flights, but uh, for those people, and there's tons of them at the moment driving down to, to Rosslare and to Cork to take their holidays to France. And there are new, just as we're seeing new air routes coming along, Stenavision is a new one 1,300 passenger ship that's sailing now from Rosslare to Cherbourg. And interestingly, almost one in 10 of its cabins are pet friendly. Okay. So this speaks a little bit to all those pets that, that became new family members through the pandemic and the fact that people are want to bring them with them or find it expensive to leave them behind. They book out quite quickly. So, and if you are taking your pet on holidays, just call your vet or double check what, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The treat, the, the jabs it needs before you go and your pet passport and that. And then there's one other one other ship, an option for you, Irish Ferries Oscar Wilde, which is um, another one sailing from Rosslair. Mm. Uh, so the, the the ferry capacity is boosting up Brittany from, from Cork, yeah. obviously, you know, that's the, the, the famous one that goes to Roscoff. Yeah, and if the ferry is a good go, ferry, you know, as soon as you're on board, your holiday begins. E- if it's a good ferry, that's yeah. important because the, there is a there is a, the the ferries range from quite basic where you where you know a lot of uh, haulage and, and and truckers would use them to the the one I mentioned, Sterna Vision actually has a Nordic spa on board and it's similar <laughs> with the Pontavon that su- sails the Brittany ship from from Cork to Roscoff. So it really they they call those cruise ferries because there's a touch of the cruise. Now, experience. I, I was reading that um, hotels in Dublin they've hit record average prices now. You pay yeah. a lot more for Taylor Swift weekends. <laughs> <laughs> um, but average prices are really booming for uh, 209 
per night on average in May. That's the CBRE report found. And that would be the most expensive we've seen. I, I would be surprised if any listeners are surprised by this because we know that the hotel rates have been going north for quite a while and particularly in Dublin. The yeah. uh, Just important to give the other side of the story, the hotels would blame the cost of business um, going up. That's everything from their energy to wages to linen and, and food. Um, and the short, there's, a, there's, there's less rooms on the market, which yeah. contributes to, and, to um, that demand. We'll just conclude on the good news. Yeah. If you want a budget hotel, there are some offerings. I stayed at Ireland's largest budget hotel and I'll be reviewing it in the Indo this week. It's a travel lodge plus and it's got 393 bedrooms it's in it's in the centre of Dublin and it opened just a, a couple of months ago um, it's what they put the plus on it because they have these room category called super rooms which are a bit plusher mm. now it's still a three star hotel but they also have a ground floor level um, with restaurants how much might bar. you pay and how many people can be in the room for a room for two a standard double not the super room you're looking at 129 in autumn and 159 in summer and there's also a new Irish brand, Rez, or EZZ, that's open in Cork and Dublin. This is kind of a, let's sit it between hostel and budget hotel. And the rooms there are from 90 euro if you're looking for a budget option. But the ones in Cork are among the smallest in the country at 10 metres square. Very good. We'll <laughs> have to explore. Paul O'Connila, thank you very much for joining us. Paul is travel editor with uh, the Irish Times. Just quickly before you go, uh, someone telling me flights from Ireland to some locations in mid to late August are very cheap. That would make sense in late August because the schools start to trickle back and particularly if there are if they're not places like Malaga and Faro, a little bit more off radar. Mm, all right. Paul, thank you very much uh, once again for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.